Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. It's me, Doug. If you'd like to check out our podcast episodes live, head on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash lowercase c slash mindgappodcast for the live stream there. We'd love to interact with you during the show. While you're there, it would mean the world to us if you would hit the like and subscribe button. This little act helps us grow and we'd appreciate your contribution. If you're still in the giving mood, head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give it a rating and a review. If you like a particular episode, video, or bit, share it around with your friends. Who knows? You may help another mind gapper find their way into our loving embrace. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Your subscription will give you access to early content, exclusive videos, special Discord privileges, and more. All right, that's enough for me. On with the show. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we have a wonderful episode to get through tonight. We're getting through it. It's a slog. We know. It's a chore. It's a chore for you. It's not a chore for us, but it's, all that matters is we're having fun. If you're having fun, then that's that's a secondary thing. But we have Adam Smeestad back with us again. Howdy. Howdy, howdy. And it's he's he's it's exciting. Because oh, it's always exciting to have Adam on here, but yes. it's really exciting because the Mind Gap community answered the call. The call was for every one hundred dollars you contribute towards the Love and Improv Film Project, Adam would very graciously consume a shot of Tabasco hot fire diarrhea sauce, and Adam has returned. To commit to his pledge because the Mind Gap community got over $200 towards this project. So, round of applause to all of the Mind Gappers for helping this project come to life. Before we do this, real quick, gentlemen, if you wouldn't mind, for anyone who's not familiar at this point, let them know what's going on. Uh, what is Love and Improv Film.com and why should they go there and check it out? Love and improv is. Don't get started too early, sir. Love and improv is a uh, it's a feature film that we're uh, that we're doing. Um, Two Estates, Smooth Entertainment, uh, Kara Holler, Stephen uh, Raminsky uh, are all the producers on it. Drew and I wrote and we'll be directing it, and it is our like I said our first feature film. We're doing a fundraiser for it currently. Uh, at the time of this recording, we've got about one day left to finish raising the funds. But like Doug said, uh, we Adam made a deal with the Miami community for every one hundred dollars raised, he would do a one ounce shot of this Tabasco sauce. Total, we raised a hundred sorry two hundred sixty five dollars uh, from the Miami Gap community. So Adam will be paying his dues tonight. Um, we, like I said, if you're watching this live, you can still go in and donate. Uh, Loveandimprovfilm.com. And on there, there's a Seed and Spark logo. You can click on that. You can go to our Seed and Spark page and donate any amount that you want to help us get over that finish line. Um, once that closes, that's not all that you can do. Uh, you can still follow us on all social medias. I think it's Love and Improv on Twitter, Love and Improv Film on Instagram. 
Um, and then if you look, if you've got disposable income and you want to be an actual equity investor and make money as this movie makes money, you can talk to us about points on the back end. So we are, uh, we are also courting equity investors. So please contact us for those details. Uh, but the big one is just letting people know, because Doug, you and I have talked about how hard it is, even with this podcast, you've got your, the people that you know, your friends, your family, that's your first circle. The second circle is like acquaintances and the third circle are the, is, is the people that you don't know. And it's really hard with anything you do to break into that third circle mm-hmm. and, and let people that you don't know uh, make them aware of what who you are and what you're doing. So by you, by anyone following and sharing what we're doing, that helps us get to audiences that we might not reach uh, naturally. And it, you know, it increases the visibility and the viability of what we're doing. So that does go a long way. So if you haven't donated or if you're not able to, uh, please follow us uh, in the journey, share stuff that we're posting and, and just be a general fan. A like and a share is yeah. free, gang. Costs you nothing. So if you're worried yep. about finances, inflation's crazy right now. Stock market's crazy. all over the place. There's bear traps. There's bull traps. Netflix just posted crazy earnings. Who knows what's going to happen? Are we going to go? Are we going to go to the moon? Who knows? But you know what? You don't have to worry about that. Like and share. Doesn't cost you anything. You don't have to have diamond hands. No, you don't have to do that. You know, you don't have to sit there and be analyzing this shit. Do I do stocks? Do I do futures? I don't know, man. Is it options? Is it long? Is it short? Buy, sell, set a limit, set a stop. I don't know. You don't have to worry about that. Like and share. Cost you nothing. Thank God. All right. With that being said, I think it's time to get to it. So uh, as we get ready, I want everyone to repeat after. Punish his butt. Nope, hold on. Nope, wrong one. We're going to do a little rock loop for Adam while he's doing this. All right, let's do this. Let's let's do a let's do a single here. Forever a week. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Look at that. That is... I feel really bad about this all of a sudden. Oh my god, that's way more than I thought. <laughs> yeah, when you said the shot glass, I'm like, oh, it's just a little bit. That's that's yeah. a lot. That's a lot. Alright, well, thank you very much to all the people who donated. Also, no thank you. This is gonna suck. But, hey, one down. Three, two, one. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, that looks painful. Oh my god. That's well. Yeah. Oh my god. I might stop at just the two. <laughs> you know I don't blame you. I think you've given yeah. Oh. Finish him. <laughs> Holy wow. Holy Lord. Adam, Holy Lord. Adam. Adam, I tell you what, man. Oh. You get a kids cheering for you for that one. Oh. That is. Oh, How are you feeling, man? Oh, there's no. I think I was that close to Bowie. Work. Yeah, I can't imagine. Holy. So. Are you okay, buddy? I. Oh, that head. It doesn't sound. Are you. Are you okay? Oh, oh my God. Adam. Jeez. Gosh. I got some way to get more. That's painful. Here he goes. Oh, yeah. oh. This is how we like to open a show, you know? This, this is how we do it. 
that's I was gonna say. If you're just listening, uh, he just took two shots of uh, some very <laughs> thick and viscous uh, <laughs> that is hot a sauce. <laughs> so, all uh, right, God, he's pulling out. He's pulling out the ready whip. There it is. <laughs> There's some people who, uh, you know, have a high tolerance for this, and it's yeah. nothing to them. But look, by most standards, this this is twenty three to thirty three thousand on the Scoville unit, uh, or the Scoville scale. Uh, that is a lot for, I would say, the vast majority of people. There are some people who love it spicy and, and can't feel it, but I think what we're watching right now is proof positive. That the well, here's the thing. You all have seen hot ones. They ha There's meat and some sort of texture attached to this. They don't just drink the sauce straight, let alone do two yeah. shots of it. How's, oh, how's the flavor? You know, what, what sort of notes are you catching in it? Fire. 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 So, Adam, what are you most excited about with the Love and Improv film? What are you most excited about? Uh, we're trying to bring out some pretty cool talent. Cecily Strong, we're going to talk to her and some other people. I feel like my voice is going wet. <laughs> I may have to stop. <laughs> I may have to step off. Oh boy, I really, legitimately, I am starting to feel. Oh, I really hope he's okay. Oh crap. Oh shit! This may have been the best episode ever. I don't know. Like, I my my biggest concern is I just want Adam to stick around for the film. Did I miss the chippy? <laughs> oh, Jared, you're gonna have to watch it. I'm, I'm <laughs> off back. camera. Oh no! <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Yeah, this is, I think there's some things going on off camera uh, you might be able to hear in the back. There's a lot of sneezing going on. I think some, maybe some retching. Have some milk at him. Oh, he's had about two and a half mason jars plus yep. some ready whip. So. Yep. Oh, there it is. Yep. We're and some rum. I don't know oh. if rum is going to do that. Yeah, I might have a call, guys. All, All right. right. Well, Adam, you've done your job. See you later, buddy. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. See you, pal. We love you. Bye. Oh, boy. Bye. Okay. All right. Well, um, I like the concept of doing an interview. Like, I understand Hot Ones now where you try to talk to someone through yeah. that thing. Yeah. That's interesting. That is, uh, that's something special right there, let me tell you. So Mind Gap Community, remember, you did that to him. You did that. So thank you. Yeah. Is he not doing a whole episode like that? No, he was just here to uh, pay the piper. Yeah. And uh, he paid the piper on that one. He paid one. the piper. Uh, um, Godspeed to you, buddy. Adam, we're, we're all rooting for you. We're all rooting for your tummy. I don't think I've ever felt this bad oh. about, you know, someone fulfilling a promise, you know? Same. I like there's the only solace I'm taking is that he offered. <laughs> yeah. You know, but at the same time, I'm like, man. Yeah. If you were just listening to that, he uh, he looked pretty miserable. Yeah. Um, 
Adam puts up with a lot. Like he's he's not you know uh, he's not someone to shy away, and for him to be just like incapacitated like that. That's some true pain he was going through. Yeah. So good job, I, Mind Gap community. Good dang. job to Adam. We did it, gang. We I'm did it. I'm just curious because he said if we raised $2,000, he would do the one chip challenge. And yeah. I want to know what is the Skullville? Skullville. I love this is one chip challenge and one of the things was death. I was like, what? Those who dare to face Oh, it's a two million Skullville. Now, I don't know. I don't know if he would have. I don't know if he could have done that. I, Two million. Additionally, Chip will turn your tongue blue to prove you dared to take on this year's one chip challenge. <laughs> oh, so that has Carolina Reaper and Scorpion Pepper. <laughs> Again, it's just that Jared says, how much do we need to donate for Justin to do it? If you listen, we've got one day left as of recording this. If you can get us to our not to our green light goal which I think we need about $1,700 more or something like that to get to that. If you can get us to the all the way to the top, to 15 grand, by by Friday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Daylight Savings Time, if you can get us to 15 grand by Friday morning, 6, p, 6 a.m. Pacific Time, uh, one I, chip will, challenge. I will not do the one chip challenge. One chip challenge. I will do. How bad do you want this movie made, sir? A hot sauce. I will do the one chip challenge. Yes. You if you can get us to fifteen thousand dollars by Friday, then I will do the one chip challenge. That's God, what I'm I fucking talking so about. That's right. So that's just forty five hundred dollars, gang. Who's got forty five hundred dollars? Figure it out. Remember, figure it out. And I will do the whole show. I'll do it at the top of the show. And I'll do the whole show after I do that. Punish, Punish his, his butt. butt. You're welcome. Yeah. Boy, that will be... <laughs> that would be a real great episode, I'm sure. I'm just saying, you're welcome in advance, but you have to get us there. So, <laughs> Yay, peer pressure, sisters. <laughs> you guys, All right. You, you Who's got $4,500 laying around right now that they want to donate to a really good cause? Not right. only will you help fund this film, but you'll help Justin do the one chip challenge. So, And here's the thing. Uh, peer pressure your friends to donate and say, then tune in to watch this asshole take a one chip challenge. You yeah, know? baby. I'm just saying. Yeah, baby. You guys can make it happen. I, I have faith in the mind gap community. Yes. Make me hurt. Heard him. In the words of the philosopher Noah Reno, Doug. <laughs> did you know that squirt is me? And did you also know that I don't care? There you go. It's true. That's a, those are facts. Thank you for finding a way to use that. Because I was You're looking welcome. for I had another way to do it, but that also works. Ew, we don't need to see your asshole when you do it. What? What? That wasn't part of the deal. By the way, did you guys know you can watch MindGap Podcast live on YouTube right now, like Jared, and you can communicate with us while we're doing this, and your comments could make it in the show. YouTube.com slash Podcast. We live stream the podcast on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central, and I host a video game stream usually on Saturdays, but I got something else that's happening over the next several weeks. Uh, so I will be alternating Fridays and Saturdays uh, around 8 p.m. Central Time. So this Friday, October the 21st, we're doing the brand new Jackbox Party Pack 9. 
we're busting it out and we're playing it so friday 8 p.m central come hang out with us we're playing all the new games if you if there's room come play with us or at the very least join the audience vote and play along it's great so it'll be awesome that's fun also check us out on all our social medias at my get podcast uh please check out our discord join the community get to know people like jervis link is in the description down below check out our merch at redbubble.com link is in the description down below you know like and share that's the most important thing like i said before that shit's free like uh, our youtube stuff subscribe to us share it around and also leave a comment communicate with us um i, I want to shout out two people in particular one Mr. Slotty Bartfast, that guy religiously will like and retweet our, our our stuff on Twitter. So shout out to Slotty for that. And second yes. shout out goes out to uh, Emilio, aka Mr. E. That guy is constantly engaging with our content on YouTube and on TikTok, and I can't thank him enough. Like, thank you so much for doing that. It helps us out a lot. Engagement really matters. So if you're looking for real simple ways to help us out and to help us, you know, march our way to partner on YouTube or just get more engagement online. That's all you got to do. Like our stuff, engage with us on there. It means the world to us and helps us really move forward. And if you feel like throwing a couple bucks our way, patreon.com slash podcast. We appreciate you. I love it. Jared's going to be there for Friday night. That's going to be fun. I'm excited. It's always good to have Jared in the mix. Yes. Played games with Jared in a minute. So that'll be fun. He brings swear words from another country. He does. He sure does. Yes. And it's super exciting. And that's why we love it, because we are international. You fucks. <laughs> so. <laughs> so let's get into our first uh, our first topic uh, for tonight. This is a little thing called digital espionage. Wait, I can do no, that. Can, I was going to say, you can do it better. I can do that. We both knew. We both, we both knew. Both. I love how we were like, hold on. Everyone, nope. just, hold on. everyone just chill out. Everyone chill out. All right, here we go. Here we go. Tonight's little ditty. Our tonight's first topic is a little thing called digital espionage. That is, first off, not the voice I thought you were going to go with. <laughs> no, I, I was very taken. Again, that was that's the audio uncanny valley for me. <laughs> You're looking at me going, that's not your voice. That's not your voice, Doug. <laughs> and second, uh, not only was it not the voice, it glitched like halfway through and like your voice cracked and it was so it was even worse than normal. And I don't like it. I don't like that. Nice. Using it. Nice. Uh, but was it more dramatic, Justin? It wasn't more dramatic. It was more official. Okay. That's you know, fair. It sounded like a narrator was telling me that we were going to talk about digital espionage. God damn right. Digital yeah. espionage. Uh, so this was something that was shared, uh, I think, by Slotty. Uh, it's a Twitter thread from at laughing underscore mantis, a guy named Greg Linares. And I'll be honest with you, the specifics, the nitty gritty of this doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I'm not an IT person. I don't necessarily understand the ins and outs of like hacking or, you know, just general like structure infrastructure when it comes to like tech and things like that. But the gist of this is, um, this this fellow um, said during this summer, an East Coast company specializing in private investments detected unusual activity on their internal Confluence page. I don't know what Confluence means. Uh, Confluence that, is a uh, it's it's um, 
it's like a wiki internal wiki okay. page. Gotcha. It's like it's, it's a place where it's a receptacle for different documents and stuff. Gotcha. There was originating on their own network. And so essentially what they did, um, they started checking what was going on and they found that there was uh, someone who had gained partial access to the Wi-Fi that was logged in. And so um, they started tracing it and what they found was they went to the roof and they found a modified DJI uh, Matrix 600 and a modified DJI Phantom series. So the 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 first one was one of those big drones that you see, mm-hmm. like like that you would see more like something like a film would use. Mm-hmm. And the the Phantom is is a little bit so it's like the white ones. Gotcha. So confluence is when prisoners are on Instagram. Read a fucking book, Doug. <laughs> of course, the Australian knows about prisoners. Of course, he does. Uh, so this. Um, one of them was carrying a Raspberry Pi, several batteries, uh, a GPD series mini laptop. Wow, there's a laptop attached to it. A 4G right? modem and another Wi-Fi device. So it was located near an HVAC vent system and appeared to be damaged or hindered, but still operable. And they found out that um, the Phantom drone had originally been used a few days prior to intercept a worker's credentials and Wi-Fi. And then the data was later hard-coded into the tools uh, that were deployed and then they were used to directly target the internal confluence page in order to target other internal devices from credentials stored there. So insane. It's insane. They, it said the attack had limited success and appears that once the attackers were discovered, they accidentally crashed the drone on recovery. So to summarize, this setup was estimated over $15,000 for a one-time attack scenario. The attackers are spending this range of budget in order to target your internal devices and are okay with burning it. This is the third real-world drone-based attack this person has encountered in two years. And I guess originally this was done kind of in the midst of the pandemic because so many people were working from home and people's home Wi-Fi was way less secure than a typical company's. So people started getting the idea to see how they could utilize these sorts of tools to hack and slash and burn it all to the ground. Um, I find this to be terrifying. It's terrifying that this can be, this can be all done. I guess the thing that I'm not, I, I, the thing I wish we could talk to a tech, uh, uh, expert about is what the purpose of using the drones is, because Mm -hmm. I feel like, could you not in, in using a drone, could you not just park near the facility? Do you have to get it in a certain proximity to where something is located or, that's that's the only thing that I'm that I'm kind of confused on the logistics of. But that being said, the fact that someone has figured out how to do all this is absolutely horrifying. I think my guess would be that um, I think it's probably more stealthy to park it on the roof as opposed to like have a car parked outside the building. I mean, can't you just get a big van and put like, you know, Kevin's paint company and then in the back of the van, you've got the whole, we've seen it in movies. Yeah. It's gotta be possible. You I'm know? sure it's possible. You just a whole, a whole tech set up in the back, just monitors beeping at you and three guys named Sergey just yeah, you know, sitting like, there. Don't touch the dials, you know, like that right. kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I, exactly. I, well, considering they were able to trace where it was coming from, it probably, you know, made a lot more sense to have something like a drone because... 
Yeah. I'm assuming it was successful and they figured out, oh crap, someone's onto us, they could just fly it away, you know? True. Yeah. Sort of situation. So I guess it makes more now obviously it's more costly to do this, spending fifteen thousand dollars to uh, you know, hopefully get some information. Which makes me wonder, like, what's the return on what what kind of payout are they getting on on gathering data like this? Because if they're willing to burn fifteen grand, the payout's gotta be has to be well worth it. I mean, if they're doing holding you know, digital ransom, you yeah. know, they lock people out of their system yeah. or they spread stuff and then they're like, All right, okay, pay us a million dollars and we'll <sighs> we'll give you the keys to get back out, you know. Um That is absolutely bonkers. Yeah. So absolutely terrifying. And not only that, I told Jill about this. She's like, great. They're going to ruin work from home. These fucking assholes. Because <laughs> if this is more vulnerable, it's like, then we're all going to have to go back in the office. And I don't want to go back in the office. Yeah, that's actually, that's a great point, though, because if that be, if this becomes more of a thing, everyone's remoting in and like we, uh, with my nine to five, you know, we're, we're remoting into some pretty, we've got some pretty sensitive data on, on our, in our, you know, in our interwebs and everything. And, uh, everyone is we're through these secure connections but again how secure is secure right like that we we think it looks all i gotta log in and authenticate and i've got a separate app for that and all these things but really you know if these guys are fucking flying drones around with you know uh teeny little computers attached to 4g hotspot like it just seems so macgyvered together and they're successful at this how secure is secure you know yeah, man. Um, yeah, that's one of those things where originally I thought two-factor authentication was really obnoxious. Now I'm like, I'm all for it. I'm used to it now. Absolutely. It's no big deal. Like, yeah, I would prefer that. Because honestly, at the end of the day, I fucking hate passwords. I hate yeah. trying to remember all the different passwords. I pay for a, a password um, manager to Damn. help me with that. It's five bucks a month. And it's totally worth it to me. I've been thinking about doing that, honestly. Yeah, it's super nice. It'll autofill in information for you on websites, and okay. it's it's the best. And you don't you have to worry less and less. It'll also identify if you have duplicates, so you can kind of track that stuff. It will suggest insane passwords for you, um, and then it obviously it keeps it there, so you don't have to remember it. So super yeah. duper helpful in that regard. And because I just got to the point now where I'm like, I was like everyone else for the longest time. I was using the same password for everything. Sure. And it's then not an uncommon, it's not an uncommon scenario for people. I was like, I got to, I just can't keep going on. Like I got to get, I got to figure something out. And plus yeah. it was always just cause then some, for some things, you know, different places require different, um, you know, Absolutely. requirements, uh, depending on which site you're going to. So some of them would have an extra character or a capitals and numbers and some of them wouldn't. And it's like, I'm getting really tired of trying to remember every single goddamn one of these. So it would, that, that by itself was just like a load off of my mind. I'm like, let's just dump that somewhere so I don't have to remember it. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I would, I, one of the things I love most about my phone is like facial recognition for opening apps. So I'm like, I love yes. it. It's, oh amazing. God, it's amazing. If it doesn't, if it doesn't work for some reason, I get irrationally angry. I'm like, yeah. come on. Yeah. I lo absolutely love just being like, look at my face. It's me. Great. Now, like, I don't want it to be like tap, 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 tap. Like, it's so much easier doing that. I appreciate <laughs> it. Jared says all his passwords are mind gap rules 69 exclamation point. I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, that's all of ours, too. So, yeah, I don't. Yeah. The problem is someone's going to figure out how to get around facial recognition. You know, oh, it's, only it's inevitable. 
yeah it's just an ongoing battle of who can outwit the other one you know as far as uh trying to figure this shit out and that really sucks because um yeah you don't want to see any data breaches or anything like that um but can't just be like i don't know in the in the the text thread the thing that i uh, the thing that just amazes me is all the uh the attacks and the and the counterattack like the the attacks and the defenses that these people go through it's it's bonkers to me that they said they they did something like they put like some sort of a they activated a tracer in the mm-hmm. wi-fi signal or something and they were able it led them to the roof the fact that they were able to lead <laughs> they were able to lead them it said go up and they were like, okay, must be coming from the roof. Yeah, the yeah. team deployed embedded Wi-Fi signal tracing in a fluke system to identify the Wi-Fi device. Device. This led the team to the roof. And it's like, what? Right. That's wild. Before it would be, it's located at this position. It's like yeah. at this latitude, longitude, uh, latitude, longitude. But now it's like, cool, it's like four floors above you. Yeah. That's absolutely insane that people have. And I know we probably sound so rudimentary. People are going, of course they have that shit. It still blows my mind. As, hey, man, as that's not my field of expertise. I, all right. Yeah. You want to talk about farts? I'm your man. You know, you want to talk about Marvel movie? I'm your man. But like, you know, when it comes to I've this been shit. I've Doug pretty hard on Lord of the Rings stuff. He's my guy on that. Yeah. He's like, I got you. you know? I just finished this finale. You got time to talk. And I was like, I sure do. Let's talk. You know, <laughs> we. We talked it out, you know? Yeah. So that's wild to me. It's terrifying. And if anything, I think every IT like department and every organization should be reading this Twitter thread and they should be designing, reminding people. It's Well, it is October. I believe October is like IT security awareness month, if I'm not mistaken. It? It's either October or November. I can't remember. So um, y'all... Uh, you should be making training about this and be like, hey, this is a crazy thing that happened. Be careful. And people are like, but how do we do it? And I was like, I don't know. Stay on the VPN. I don't know. I don't know how that shit works. Security awareness month is October, Doug. You are correct. I knew it. I knew it. Doug's new podcast, Marvel Farts. You're goddamn right, Jared. Goddamn right. That's America's ass right there. That's right. It's America's farts, you know? Yeah. Smell like firecrackers, you know? And burnt flesh. Burnt flesh. <laughs> and hot dogs. And hot dogs. Hot dogs. <laughs> and boiled oh. chicken. <laughs> yeah, America. <laughs> <clears throat> Talking about what kind of mar- what kind of sound each Marvel hero makes when they fart. I don't Maybe. know. It sounds like a fart. I mean, I don't know. What you, I mean, what do you want? You talking like pitch? What are we doing? Here, give me, give me a, a Marvel character, Doug. All right, uh, Hulk. I don't know, man. I feel like it'd be more powerful than that. You know how he does the thunderclap? You know, with his hands? I don't know. Could be. I mean... That's the whole... There we go. Yeah, let's get some ah, you, got the ba- you got the reverb one. That's good. Yeah. Nah, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's like a Captain Marvel, you know? That's a cap- yeah, that's Captain Marvel. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But powerful. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just like, burp. Get burp. out of here. Yeah. I think yeah. Ant-Man's would probably be probably, but not in yeah. that form. You know, no. not when he's not he's a little guy. Wait, so all right, here's a dumb question. If Ant-Man is basically just a human in smaller form, when he farts, is it smell just as bad or does like he fart and it just kind of like poofs? Is this like Could a little he? fart? Right? Could he crop dust 
like with he's the ultimate crop duster essentially right this is a really oh. dumb thing to cover but it's a good question so like would he? i think it was, it's as potent I, w- I would think it would have to be but it can't it's not going to occupy the same amount of space though no that's true it is but small, per square volume. inch or per cubic meter or whatever of volume it's probably <laughs> going to be pretty intense i would imagine right. or is it the same as anything else that farts that's that that size you know You'd argue yeah. if he can punch like a like a normal human at that yeah. size, then his farts I, would also probably be as potent as if his normal size. So that seems like if he farted, he would probably kill most things around him. You know, I would fully agree with that. I think the punch argument makes the most sense to me. If the punch is just as potent, so is the fart. I'm gonna go ahead and mark down this time code real quick because this is gonna make a real juicy clip. I'm sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, it's not as it's not as big as the Ant Man going into Thanos' ass, you know. But, no, uh, but I mean, look, it's in the same vein, and uh, I, you know, I would also say this though too. It's uh, as far as other animals being that small, they're not as they're not they are naturally that small. They're not compacted down. Also, different gut bacteria. Very true. They eat different things. Different gut bacteria. I mean, She Hulk farts just like Hulk, but people get angry about it and start defending Hulk's farts as if they're an air freshener. You're right. That is exactly how the internet would respond to that. Exactly. They'd be like, she didn't earn those farts, you know? She was just, you know, gifted them, you know? How did her farts get so powerful? Right. That's just like some Mary Sue shit right there, you know? (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) So digital espionage. Yes. So, you know... Like they say, um, you know. That was digital espionage. Did you say espionage? I don't think so, but that may have how it came out. Espionage. Hey, it gave me an accent. That's so cool. This this might be the fix that we've been looking for. Dude, we need we need something, some automated, you know, AI generated voiceover thing that would just change your accent absolutely that is what is actually needed if someone right. could create that that is what is needed in this world right that'd be really really fun Ta- enough with cybersecurity. we yeah. need something that can change accents right let's do it i want to be able to talk like a scottish person you know you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying feel you. you feel yeah. what i'm saying all right <clears throat> now we turn our attention to you know a very near and dear subject that's near and dear to our heart we keep talking about it but we're back at it. Artists say AI image generators are copying their style to make thousands of new images. And it's completely out of their control. <laughs> I can't wait to go back and listen to that because I don't have it on because it's very distracting. Came through Contray. <laughs> and it's completely out of their control. Hey, what can I say? It's perfect. I paid 20 bucks for this thing for the lifetime use just, of this shit. Can you do the next five minutes just in that? Just oh, and just that. see what sort of shit comes out? And just see what kind of, as we just have a natural conversation about it. It'd be really amazing. It'd be really cool. Um, so, yeah. So, this comes from an article uh, from Business Insider by yeah. Beatrice Nolan. Um, and essentially, it's a, it's a fascinating because we've talked about this on several episodes in general, AI is just something that's fascinating to us in general. But um, we talked about AI generated images, whether or not they should be considered art, about how uh, someone submitted an AI generated image into an art contest and they won and people were upset about that. And 
people are saying that graphic artists and artists in general are going to lose their jobs from all this. So we've had our kind of discussions. This is an extra like sort of further peek into this um, because um, in particular, there are a couple of artists that are, you know, uh, so one of the artists that they talk to in this is a gentleman by the name of Greg Rutkowski. And he's kind of known, he has a style it's kind of like fantasy. I don't know if he does all fantasy stuff, but in particular, um, they have... I'm going to share this with, with the folks uh, if you're watching. Um, you can see this top one is uh, Greg's uh, photo, like the, that he, this picture that he drew. And this is an ad, which I, I wish I could make go away, but I can't. But uh, this is... It's called Dragon Cage. And then below this are four images that were generated. Um, I can't remember if this was wall, uh, Dolly or if this was OpenAI, which I hope they're the same thing. But essentially, they typed in um, Dragon Battle with a man at night in the style of Greg Rutkowski. Into stable diffusion, I guess, was the, uh, um, the, the, the thing they were using. for. So as you can see, like these don't look exactly the same but they're pretty damn close especially this bottom right one looks pretty yeah. pretty interesting if you compare I, the two i think what we were talking about <clears throat> off mic was that you know again it, it doesn't it doesn't look exactly like you could be like oh uh you know greg paint it's not exactly the same but thematically and and just like the tone of the paintings the color choices all of that so it's it's not an exact duplicate of his style, but it is it's a it's close enough to where you could say, oh, that looks like it might be in the same style as if you were familiar with that artist. And this is just the beginning yeah. of AI doing this. So if it's already getting that close, I think that's where the the where I take my biggest pause yeah. is the fact that it's already getting that close. And I'm just, as a clarification, I'm on his Instagram page right now, and it does look like a lot of what he does is high fantasy. Okay, D &D gotcha. style uh, stuff like that. And he he definitely has a style unto mm -hmm. himself. Like, these all look very similar to, you can tell the same artist did all of these. Gotcha. I guess it says right here in the article that he's known for creating fantasy scenes of dragons and epic battles that fantasy games like Dungeons & Dragons have used. So Yeah, yeah. He's known for that. He said it used to be really rare to see a similar style to mine on the internet. And then he says, yet if you search his name for his name on Twitter, you'll see plenty of images in his exact style that he didn't make. Um, and he says, I feel like something's happening that I can't control. My name is being used uh, a lot to generate AI images along with the names of other working artists. And this is really interesting. Um, he says, people are pretending to be me. I'm very concerned about it. It seems unethical. And if you've never used this before, essentially how it works is there's a couple of different ones out there. Uh, there's some free ones. I think Crayon is one of those. Um, I forget how is it. Cray. Yeah, it's C-R-A-I-Y-O-N. And then it's, 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 it's not as powerful as some of the other ones, but you can generate some stuff with it. Another one was, uh, what was the one that we used? I forget. It was one like that we used on Discord. Um, it was like middle something or... Uh, Discord AI art generator. Mid-Journey. Mid-Journey. 
um, is another one. And then uh, Dolly 2, also known, uh, it's through the OpenAI uh, group, I think is... That's, that's kind of like the top one right now, right? I think that's the top one. That's the cream yeah. of the crop. You can sign up for an account on that, and they give you like 50 free credits, which I assume is like, you know, your generations. And then every month you get 15 free credits. So you can also pay for more to have access to more things. So essentially how it works is you type a prompt into like the search bar. It could be something like an astronaut riding a horse on the moon, hyper-realistic. You give it some prompts and then it will spit something out based on your prompts. Sometimes it's insane. Mm -hmm. um, I was sharing some really fun <laughs> ones with Justin last say, night. There were, some, there were some humdingers in there for sure. Which you know what? Maybe we should share some of them, huh? Pulling them up right now? Maybe we should, maybe we should do that so people can see like the amazing I mean, thing show them the one the one that i hated the most i mean let's start there well let's i'll tell you which one we're going to start with what we're going to start which with one? is we're going to start with photo of an oversized grizzly bear wearing sunglasses and a leather jacket being interviewed on the joe rogan podcast experience if you're just Bingo. listening i'm sorry um but basically what this is is it looks like a legit fucking bear wearing a yeah. legit leather jacket with sunglasses and it's sitting down and it's it's ready to podcast. I mean, it looks amazing. It looks really, it really cool. I would call that hyper realistic. Like yeah. that is that that the way that they have it. It looks like they photoshopped a bear's head onto the body of someone who was sitting in a podcast studio. But what they did is seamlessly put the bear's head in this jacket with headphones on and so like you cannot tell where there's no stitching there's no like it is it is very 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 well done yeah it's it's crazy and yeah. then the uh, this one was interesting this was um a photograph of the exact moment sliced bread was invented now obviously there's some disturbing parts to this number one being the guy's eyes he looks mm. very unwell i just realized too it kind of looks like he has a bloody nose on the left side oh, and it's probably like not but it's just he looks unwell yeah his fingers his right he hand is no teeth. i'm zooming in there's no teeth in there he's got some bottom teeth i don't think those are teeth okay this is very sharp gums <laughs> yep i think i think that's uh <laughs> those are fingernails coming out of his gums there you go and if you look at his right hand it's like in the bread right <laughs> It's like dipping in. Yeah. yeah, it looks like he's given the bread the shocker. Um, but I, that's the thing with these. If you look closely at some parts of it, it, it seems to fall apart. But at first yeah. glance, you're like, this looks pretty pretty damn good, you know? Yeah. And then, of course, we've got uh, uh, this one's also a good one. Uh, a capybara with a gaming headset playing video games alone in his room at night. That looks perfect. This Absolutely this perfect. Because again, we talked about not only is his hand placement on the mouse, like we've all tried to do shitty Photoshop. This isn't like you can tell this is not somewhat like AI actually compiled this. Yeah. Because like his the hand placement on the mouse, the two fingers or knuckles or whatever they have are actually on the left and right mouse key uh, uh, clickers. Yeah. And then he's he's underlit mm -hmm. or uplit under his chin by the key by the illuminated keyboard it yeah. is the, the attention to detail 
is shocking on this. It's wild. Really, yeah. really wild. And then uh, probably my favorite one uh, <laughs> is... I can't look at this one. Enjoy. Elmo gets a colonoscopy. <laughs> and... <laughs> because it's accurate. It. This is what <laughs> happens when Elmo goes in for his colonoscopy. <laughs> oh, my God. It looks amazing. Um uh, Elmo just looks horrified. Like, right. he's like, oh no, what's happening to me? Like, they don't put him under, apparently. He's not, you know, tranquilized. The doctor just looks very casual, the surgeon or whoever right behind him, no big deal. But the scope is the weirdest part. Like, you're getting to see, like, what's going on. Because um, I'm assuming that what's behind him is a TV. That is my assumption as well. Because I can also say it kind of looks like there's also a tumor or something that's watching him from a hole in the wall. It could also be interpreted with that. Um, but my guess is that, you know, this is what we're seeing, like, in his butt. And uh, yeah. there's also a terrifying Muppet that is uh, a part of whatever is in his butt. Um, a psychoptic Muppet, by, mind you. Yeah, it was really entertaining just to see Elmo's uh, <laughs> Elmo's reaction to that is is, is yeah. extremely entertaining. And then, um, you know, this one's just fun real quick. It's just, you know, the rock hides in the rocks, which is fun. That's always yeah. a good one. Um, and then uh, the one that Justin really hates, which, you know, is incredibly yeah. disturbing, is banana-human hybrid competes in Olympics. And this is incredibly unsettling because this is where a lot of the facial features uh, start to really like if you look closely they're very disturbing yeah. um, uh, especially in the low the, I think it's hard to say which panel is the most disturbing um, I think I mean, the, it's gotta be it's the left side for sure well for I me. say the bottom right looks kind of terrifying uh, partially because whatever the banana human hybrid is doing it's just screaming while it's holding its hands in front of its face and the guy to the right has really a really weird body makeup like he does first of all he's not there's a shoe missing on his back right foot i think his front foot is facing the wrong way um his hips just look weird um it's incredibly disturbing but then you got the bottom left, which looks like, I don't know, man. Someone let some... foot is facing the correct way. His body's on backwards, Doug. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> um, the bottom left just looks like some wild creature was let out of a cage. And it's yep. it's very un unsettling. And then the top left... Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's really... The top left... Uh, that, that athlete's arms uh, do not match the frame. Agreed. Yeah, that's uh, that's what you get for a banana-human hybrid, I suppose. And then, of course, last but not least, I kept telling Justin just one more, just one more, and then I kept sending him. But this one I thought was very entertaining. It was Danny DeVito and Jaws. And yeah. it's a lot of kind of... Uh, <laughs> I just realized I looked at some of the words in the, the top middle. Dan, wow, Dervis. <laughs> I didn't look at those. Oh my God! Uh, they're yeah, disturbing but hilarious at the same time. Um, the top left looks like a uh, like something out of a Monty Python illustration. It does. Um, bottom right looks like something out of a body horror film, like a John Carpenter yep. or whoever cool. did the thing. I forget. Um, 
looks terrifying. Uh, yeah, just in the top right, it's like the buddy, the buddy, you know, summer movie, buddy movie with uh, Danny DeVito and the shark. You know, they're hanging out in the water and they're going to get you, you know, terrifying. They're going to get you. Just terrifying. <laughs> all, so all that to say is that the quality can change drastically depending on what you're using, yes. what the prompt is, uh, et cetera. There's a lot of different things like that. But the fact that now certain AI and some of the better uh, programs out there like the Dolly 2 and all that are getting to the point where you can say in the style of and you can replicate these known artists' style it's problematic for a couple of reasons. Number one, for the artists themselves, uh, you have the possibility of losing out on your uh, your your bread and butter. Like this is this is how you make your your living by having companies hire you. And if companies can just go on and get stuff that looks close enough, you uh, some of the bigger companies. We've talked about this before. We'll probably still pay you, but some of the smaller companies, like if I really liked this guy's style and I'm like, man, Tui State could really use, you know, something like this, but but not. Or if 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 the D and D campaign that that we start, you know, ends up taking off and it's really entertaining and we stream it, oh man, we'd love to have this style of thing. We could absolutely do this. And this guy's powerless. There is there is currently no legal precedent. To, to stop this because you're not actually stealing his stuff. You're just telling a computer program to do it like he might do it. Right. And so there's that, but then it's also on the consumer side that there could be a problem because yeah. someone, I mean, I, if I'm going to go out there and I'm going to pay, you know, maybe I pay 10 grand for a painting from this artist or a replication and, or yeah, sorry, a painting from this artist. And it is a replication uh, done by an AI, uh, you know, there's there is um, there's a lot of different levels where this could go south. Well, I, also there's another artist in here that said people are selling prints made by AI that have his name in the title, something like Rusty Robot in a Field in the style of Simon Stalenhog, which is a super aggressive way of using this technology. So, p not only are people generating it, but people are selling it. Like that right. is really uncool. I don't like that at all. Um, right. But again, the law is so murky on this because copyright law specifically covers actual derivatives of an original work. And you can't necessarily copyright or trademark a style, you know, right. because it's in the style of this person. Now, some could argue that maybe you can't replicate that style. You know, but I was telling, you know, Jill, of course, likes to ask, hey, what are you guys talking about? And I brought this up and she kind of brought up music and she goes, you know, is this, is this kind of like plagiarism? Like if in like in terms of music, I go, well, not necessarily. I mean, I could play a song in the style of Blink-182. You know what I mean? Right. Which, by the way, they got back together and they're touring. So if you didn't know that all, you should. I was going to ask you, I meant to ask you how the... Because they dropped everything on Friday, didn't they? They dropped a new single. I'm not really a huge fan of it, uh, but I'm curious to see what the rest of the album sounds like. So that single did do it for me, but I'm curious. Um, but, we'll you know, I, I see that all the time. Actually, that's some of my favorite covers right now. Uh, the the uh, artist Alex Melton, he's right. on YouTube. Love, that, love guy. that guy. He'll take a lot of some of my favorite pop punk stuff and uh, he'll be like, oh, here is, um, <clears throat> you know, um, uh, shit. Um, We'll just say like, what's my age again, but like a country song, you know, right? 
or he'll do uh, something like um, Semi Charm Life's. Um, uh, oh my god, I can't think of anything right now. My mind's going blank. Uh, Unlike Dave Matthews Band. No, it's Third Eye Blind, Semi Charm Life. That's the name of the song. But they do it as if in the, in the 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 style of Blink One Eighty Two, and so they'll take all oh, these I songs. And they will, they'll do country songs, they'll do gospel songs, they'll do like heavier versions. So they find a band and they'll do it in the style of them. But it's the style. It's like a comedian who is telling jokes right. in the style of another comedian. You'd be like, hey, that's Dave Attell or that's Tom Segura. Right. They're doing it in the style. It's probably kind of hacky, but you're not, it's not necessarily, if they're telling their own jokes, then, you know, it's a weird gray area and very much so yeah i was i recently said i love this because this is cool and it doesn't affect me uh hearing some of these stories it's making me uncomfortable for people who are specifically trying to do that i think if you're just looking to generate some sort of content to use for your own personal purposes i think right. that's okay if you're looking to intentionally copy the style of an artist and then sell prints based on that, that's fucked up. Mm -hmm. That's really fucked up, and, and I don't like it. It absolutely is. Yeah, because, I mean, that, again, now you're talking about it going after someone's livelihood. You're go, you're talking about something, and, and there is, again, I think the thing that I have that hurts the most is that there is, and, and I'm sure there down the road there will be, but there's just, there's no recourse for, for these artists. There's no way to stop this or to uh, to to legislate against it or or to to police it at all and I'm I, down the road again this is all such a new technology down the road I'm sure that will come but how much money will these artists be out before that happens you know will they still have a career like because like that that second uh, Swedish guy that you were talking about um, like he's like look it's already my name is already being used to sell fake art. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they're using his name, they're not saying it's his, but they're saying it's in his style. Like that's, that's, that's absolute bullshit. Well, you know, and, and they also make a similar uh, point as well. Rutkowski does that says, you know, we, we work for years in our portfolio. Now suddenly someone can produce tons of images with these generators and sign them with our name. Right. And so it says these generators are being commercialized right now. So you don't know exactly what the final output will be on your of your name being used over the years. Maybe you and your style will be excluded from the industry because there'll be so many artworks in that style that yours won't be interesting anymore. And that's a real right. genuine fear because I could see someone making the argument, which is the whole reason why like trademark and copyright laws exist, is the idea that it, it helps protect and promote innovation. If right. I create something that can be instantaneously copied what's the what's the desire or what's the you know reward for trying to be innovative and creative if someone can just be like well i'll just take what you have and be like in the style of doug do this and that right. sucks you know like i would look our podcast isn't huge or anything like that but what if for some reason someone's like i like what they do i'm just gonna have an ai generate that and then I will just put it out there and I will post the feed and I will generate, I will take in any sort of revenue or whatever. And that would suck because it's yeah. like, hey, that's not us. It's like, yeah, but it sounds like you and it's pretty close. So, right. you know, and it, it just makes endless amounts of episodes, you know, all the time. It's making an episode right. as we speak. So, you know, that would suck. I feel like that's what Dudesy's trying to do, Doug. <laughs> well, I'm someone also did something. It was, uh, they they were doing it was a podcast with 
Joe Rogan interviewing um, Mr. Apple. What's that guy's name? I can't remember any Tim names or anything. No, the the guy who made Apple. What's his name? Steve Jobs. Yeah, Steve Jobs. I was like, I can't think of any names tonight. But they did, they did an AI generated, like Joe Rogan having Steve Jobs really? on his podcast, and it sounded terrifying. Like really, real terrifying. And there was also like I think a couple of years ago, it was uh, Joe Rogan interviewing Joe Rogan. It was an AI that was just. I remember you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Did didn't that eventually devolve into something insane, that conversation? I think I remember listening to it, and I was like, it had a pretty good back and forth, but I don't, you know, I don't know. It, it, Joe Rogan talks about bizarre shit anyway, but... Um, That's true, yeah. It was pretty It was pretty bonkers, but, it was, but... It was because there was so much content he had put out there that they were able to feed almost any word that he's ever said into, yeah. Yeah, the AI was like, oh, we have tons of stuff to pull from, you know, to study right. and train because that's what they do is they train these AIs to, you know, consume certain things and then generate their own stuff based on that. So, that's and again, this is just the beginning. Like this is this is this isn't even like the final product of where we're gonna go. I think it's right. easy to extrapolate that this will turn into video as well. That people will be oh. able to type in a prompt and a video will pop out, you know, and yeah, that's man. wild. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, yeah, like, look, if you take all the stuff we've talked about with AI over the course of this, of the, the run of this podcast, we've talked about uh, this, this art, we've talked about people being able to replicate James Dean yeah. and uh, putting other people back into films. We've been able to talk about voice, AI, like with Joe Rogan and the voice AI, um, deep faking and all this kind of stuff. So if you, like we said, if you kind of start to compile everything that we've talked about, all the things we've seen happening over the last few years, and to your point, this is the not even the tip of the this is a fleck of the tip of the iceberg, just the very, very top where this could go to your point. Like if you get a powerful enough machine that's that's a few years down the road and you bring all this together, you easily could have a TV show, a movie. It just spits something out. Who do you want to see? I want to see Ted Danson and uh james dean and charlie chaplin uh you know and then audrey hepburn throw her in there too and i want to see all mm -hmm. of them in a rom-com that is set uh on mars that uh you know uh, is written in the style of uh, aaron sorkin yeah go and it will have access to all of those sorts of things that it's you know studied understands aaron Sorkin's style understands like these actors and things like that it can compile all that information and it can spit something out again to a certain extent from a consumer it's kind of cool the idea of like i'm gonna make yeah. i'm gonna make my own tv show that's just right. for me and i'm gonna you know now granted we all know it's gonna be clunky as fuck but for a while as it, as it gets better and yeah. better and better that's some scary Man, shit. I, I don't. Yeah. Like <clears throat> thinking about that, I don't like, I don't like the idea of the industry going that way because again, I will, I will say that as cool as it would be as a consumer to do that. I also like knowing that there are people out there that are working hard to create original idea. Like I, I like knowing there's a human element, a human element behind it. And I, I'll be curious to see if down the road my position changes, but right now I'm going to draw a hard line in the sand and say I'm on team not not a fan. Yeah. For for the AI 
for the AI generated stuff, um, I do see its benefits, uh, especially for just the the bystander, just like the 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 average like eh, whatever. I'm just gonna piddle around and create something for my D and D campaign user. Th- those people, I see the benefit. But by and large, I am in team not a fan of this of this technology progressing. I'm more curious than anything. I am yeah. cautiously curious because I think it's amazing just to see what's possible. But I think it would be really hilarious if it's like, all right, AI, I want you to watch every movie that was ever been made, then make a movie. It's probably just going to repurpose something we've all seen before because that's all we have at this point is repurposed films. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be like, well, based on what you've shown me as my source feed, like... I'll get you a movie and it's not going to be original, you know? Right. Now you can here's also Van argue. <laughs> yeah. Here's fast and the furious, you know, like it just, it just makes yeah. the original fast and furious movie. Like it just Thing makes up. that. Yep. Um, you know, and you could also argue that, listen, we all are inspired by things and we all kind of create versions sure. of things that we are inspired by style. And we all kind of stand on each other's shoulders to create things. So it's, it's all this kind of communal pool of ideas and thoughts. And there's, um, oh, what's it called? It's not group think, but there's, uh, the idea that there's sim- simultaneous thinking yes. happening at the exact same time. Where at the time of Harry Potter, there was like six or seven other properties that had a boy that had black hair and glasses that somehow was associated with magic all came out at the same time. Like it's it's wild to think that that happens and people that didn't know each other that were not plagiarizing, they just all had the same idea. Now, if you think about it, it's like seven people and the billions of people on the planet had the same idea. Right. You know, it's, it's not huge, but it's still pretty impressive to be like, these people were somehow influenced and inspired by this something that had them come up with a similar idea. So to that extent, it's like, you know, is AI any really different? And to a lot of the extent, if we as humans are still striving to build on things, but we create from stuff that we know, I mean, it's probably a, it's probably a weak argument, but it's, it's something that exists, right? You know, um, how people are influenced but yeah. yeah i don't know a part of me would just love to see an ai creative film that's like not clunky as shit you know like just if i were able to try it just type in something and see what i could get like what what would that be like what would that feel like like that would be interesting to see what would be possible i have i have a, i have the same curiosity as you in that regard however i can't get past the presumed Pandora's box that it opens. Yeah. So like, while like, <clears throat> while you may like stop at that curiosity of like, I'm just curious. I can't, I can't st- like my, my brain goes. Yeah. But the minute that I type that in, we've, we've passed a threshold where we, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Yeah. Like once, well, and once honestly, that- let's, let's look at really what's going to happen. They're like, okay, here you go. Step up, type in the terminal. People are just going to make their own porns. That's what the first oh, thing it's going to be. They're going to pick all their fantasies, all their favorite people, and they're just going to type them in, and they're just going to be like, giant orgy featuring, you know, and it's going to say all these people, and they're going to get what they want. That will be the very first prompt that goes in there, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly, yeah. that's if, what will happen. If we think that that Christina Hendricks thing that oh. we saw going down on Mid Journey, if we think that was bad – just wait till that is just wait till the movie stuff's available. Well, I mean, 
don't know yeah, if you heard right. about this, Justin, but Overwatch oh. 2, that game, uh, some mm-hmm. of the, the, the largest or the most popular porn searches are for some of the characters in that game. Really? Yep. Recently, too, with Overwatch 2 coming out. Oh, that's um, right. Just dropped. Oh, my God. And Blizzard's trying to find ways to prevent people from being able to do that. Uh, but that stuff exists and it is popular. There was a uh, there was a really funny oh. video I saw the other day of this YouTuber who's like I've never played Overwatch before. I'm playing Overwatch two. I don't know who any of these characters are, but I'm gonna name them. Let's go. And uh, they they showed a dude. He's like, don't know. Pass. They showed a girl. He named him. They showed a girl. He named him. They showed a girl. He named him. They showed a dude. He goes, don't know. Pass. They showed a girl. He named him. He showed a girl. He named him. like instantaneously. They're like, wait, wait. Why do you know all these names? They're like, how come you don't know that guy? He's like, because I don't jerk off to him. That's why. You know, like. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's. Yeah. Look, I understand. I'm very well aware rule 34 exists. I'm very well aware of it. Yeah. I don't agree with it all the time. <laughs> you and me both, man. You and me both. You know. Just don't. That's something I don't get. I. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I, I, uh, like I kind of do, but it's incredibly unsettling. Like it's incredibly unsettling. Like I understand because some of these characters are attractive. I understand that, and people are like, man, it'd be great to you yeah, know, I, yeah, to whatever. People, but Jared Ogles, you know, Lola Bunny, that's fine. Yeah, Lola Look Bunny's his yeah. his kink, and that's totally cool. That's um, totally cool, Jared. You know, but yeah, he some had of the a, stuff. He had a, I don't know if you know this about Jared, but he had a stuffed uh, Lola Bunny when he was younger. And he was like, you know, I put my dick in worse. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's his kink, and it's okay. It's we're not okay. judging. We just no, don't get it. we're not kink shaming. You know, no. but the thing is crazy. <laughs> nope. Thing is crazy about those videos too is they're lovingly animated and created and shaded and like colored and everything. Like people have gender. Like people are animating this. You know, like it looks like it looks like uh, what is it? What do they call it? The the movie sections of games. Oh, the cutscenes. Yeah. Cutscenes. It looks like cutscenes from the games. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there going, I just want to be at that editing bay, with the guy sitting there with his headphones on, just doing this. And he's like, "Hey, man, can I get some feedback on this?" So like, "Yeah, dude. Uh, there's too much shine on the guy's balls. Like, there's no way, based on where the lighting is, that's not gonna, that's not gonna happen. Like, that just wouldn't right. happen, you know. And like, they just, they're gonna give him like legit feedback on how to go. The motion's weird, dude. Like that. That's right. yeah." Here, look at this photo of a capybara playing uh, video games. Yeah. See how it's how it's shaded. The lighting yeah. hits. Make the balls. There you go. Perfect. But she, based on how this is moving, she has hip dysplasia. There's, there's no way that's even feasible. It takes me out of it. That's too uncanny valley. Okay, like he's fixed it. Okay. Questions. <laughs> 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 Answers all you do is ask. Practical, 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 ask practical. I just didn't see how we topped hip dysplasia. No, blackout, you know, done and scene. No, you're right. I'm editing editing the scene. Yeah, just gotta do You gotta do it. That's how we gotta do it. If you've never been here for practical. Uh, Practical Doug is a tiny Doug that lives inside of Large Doug, and he guides Doug on all of his life's journeys. He's a very practical fellow, and he delves out practical advice. Uh, You can actually ask Practical Doug questions. If you join us live on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central, you can ask in the chat. 
Join our Discord. There's a specific channel for Ask Practical Doug or on any of our social medias. Hashtag Ask Practical Doug and tag us. Uh, and you can get your question answered by Practical Doug. Practical Doug, we've got a good one today. It's a very topical Ask Practical Doug question. So a lot of people have been working from home for almost the past three years, and in that time, they've gotten very comfortable and cavalier with certain body functions. Now, with many people returning to their offices, how should someone deal with having to fart in the office? And a follow-up question, how should someone react when someone else farts in the office i guess the question is what did you do before because i just farted in the office so you did so you had no like i read no at some point i had my own office and that was dangerous okay. because people would come into my office with the door closed and it's like there's no i've been hotboxing it this <laughs> is like welcome welcome to my funk you know um yeah, I've I've that was often the precursor to Uncle Doug's puzzle basement. <laughs> Uncle Doug's hot box basement, you know, yep. hot box office. Uncle Doug's funk box. Yeah, and it's not. Uh, there's no slap in the base here. Um, nope. Yeah, um, I I think I always had a bad. I just I had bad, um, just luck with it. I remember specifically working at a hotel. It was just me at the front desk. It was during the quiet time in the winter time, and I was like, oh, I gotta let this go," and just. And then five seconds later, my boss just walks by, walks behind me. And I'm like, yep. there's, there's nothing I can do. We both knew that it happened. We didn't say anything. She walked right through it as she walked by the wind picked it up and it went to my face. I'm like, there's no way she didn't smell that. Like, and she walked behind you. You just heard, Ooh. I just heard her go, <laughs> you know, back, you know, and, right. uh, and there's just other times where I'm like, what am I going to do? Hold it in all day. Well, this is, I think this is the, the crux of the question is like, has it become because we've just gotten more, like socially, we're like, you know what? Fuck it. There's a deadly virus going around. We survived it. Nothing matters anymore. Mm -hmm. Interest rates are, stock market's going fucking nuts. That's right. Let's just fart. Yeah. You know, is, is, is there a, a social uh, a deviancy to it anymore? I'm kind of a monster. And that I just do it, well, that's fair. you know, um, too much to my shame and dismay at times. I went to go see a, a college friend a couple of years ago. I think it was 2019, right before the pandemic. And uh, I was just like hanging out in the room with with him, his wife and their two kids. And I just, you know, I'm like, oh, fuck, and I just farted. And it was a really bad one, really bad to the point where they thought one of the little kids shit their pants. And, oh, I, no. and I couldn't I couldn't let they're like oh my god they immediately went over start sniffing their kid's butt to be like do I need to change the diaper and I'm like nah that was that was me and I was like I felt really <laughs> bad about it and the woman like this, the guy's wife goes well I'm glad you feel so comfortable that you can just do that around us and I was like yeah that's I like you guys you know like uh, you know and were you ever invited back what's that oh yeah I mean I've still seen them and I still think about it every time I see them I'm just like I did yeah. that you know just like I did didn't know that. how bad it was gonna be. But I, this was, I would think it'd be funny if they came over and started sniffing you. Just this to make is also sure pre-workout, Doug. So you know what kind of diet I was having back then. You know, just mm -hmm. brats and mac and cheese. So on a completely unrelated note, I was just going through my phone before we jumped on here to record, and uh, I came across the oatmeal cream pie box slapping <laughs> video, buddy. Again, 
I'm going to send that to you. I want you to look at it and be so fucking proud of yourself. First of all, don't know what I was doing wearing those old school Tampa Bay Buccaneer colors. I don't know <laughs> what creamsicle. I wore that thing like twice. I'm like, what am I doing? I, I love the fact that you remember what fucking shirt. I remember exactly though what I was Amazing. wearing. That shirt was. Uh, that's like that's a Slender Man's polo. That was not a plump man's polo. Which is what I was. It was horizontal ugh. stripes, man. Yeah, not great. Living. Not great. Uh, by the way, I want to say this too. I've gone yeah. back and looked at previous like shorts and stuff. You're looking thinner in the face, bud. Thank you very You're much. You're looking right? thinner in the face. Like, I'm like, hey, look at this guy. All right. Yeah. Okay. We're getting there. All right. Back to farts. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I actually may not be the best with this because Practical Doug has just always been kind of like, ah, what are you going to do? You know, we're going to fart. We're going to fart. Try to make it. The, the most, the least awful, the least sure. known, I, if you're not sure if it's going to be a real ripper or not, you know, maybe go walk somewhere else, go to the bathroom, I suppose. I don't know. I fart so much that it seems, if I always just got up and went somewhere every time I did it, they're like, Doug's, Doug's got to fart. They're going to figure it's it out. Because also there's the thing is you go and you fart and then you have to wait. You just can't like, I used to think I just go and fart and then walk away. It's like, yep. no, it stays in your ass. Like it stays yeah. in your, in your clothes. You got to get the late kick. You got to wait. You got to wait for yeah. it to come out. So it's like, listen, man, in eating healthy, the farts come, man. They, they yeah. either, Whether you eat bad or you eat healthy, the farts are coming. All right. They're coming to get you. And so right. I would say, obviously, if you're in an enclosed space with someone, don't do it. Um, if it's open floor plan, I say let her rip. You know, yep. uh, hopefully it's not a loud one. You know, if you can kind of guess, try to do it that way. Um, but, you know, and if someone else is doing it, I'm just like, whatever. I mean, as long as someone's not like, you know, I watched this amazing, uh, I think it was a TikTok or something the other day of this guy, man, and this woman are in bed. And he goes, oh, no, honey, there's a, there's a spider. There's a spider. And she gets out of the covers. She's like, oh, my God, I'm killed. He's like, okay, just rips a fart out of the covers and Dutch ovens her. And he just starts <laughs> laughing. She goes, that is not funny. And she gets out of bed. She goes, you're sleeping on the couch. And he just laughs uncontrollably. You know, if you're doing that kind of stuff, yeah. if you're like farting in your hand and putting it in someone's face, like that's not cool, you know. Sure. But listen, I, same old, same old. Whatever you did before the pandemic, you know, try to do that, I suppose. You know, just keep it, keep it kosher as much as you can. But I don't know. Right. Hey, man, you got to fart, you got to fart. You heard it here. If you got a fart, you got a fart. Spoken. It's true. <laughs> it's true. There you, you go. Know. Practical Doug is spoken. If you've got a farts, you just got a farts. Practical Doug. What did he say? Uh, it, it was. It came out perfectly. That I think like he said the N word. No. <laughs> <laughs> you have to stop using this phone. Oh my god. You just sound like Kanye West saying really anti-Semitic stuff. Like, it was wild. <laughs> it was bad. This, I don't know what you were saying, but this just started reading Kanye West's Twitter feed. This is it's crazy. weirdest thing. Yeah. yeah, and it's not cool. It's not cool. <laughs> not cool at all. Dude, you're going to get canceled for that. It's reading deleted tweets, man. I don't know how. Oh, shit. <laughs> Somehow it's connected to Parler. I don't know what's going on there, but it's not good. <laughs> right, yeah. Truth Woo. social. Truth social, baby. Uh, well, thank you for the Ask Practical Doug. And as Justin said, if you've got a question that needs answered, you can always just ask Practical Doug. I'm here for you. I'll take care of you. I'll take care of that butt. Uh, Justin, what do you got to recommend this week? 
So uh, I'm going to go um, and go back on something. We, we I think we may have recommended it previously. Oh shit! First, are you are you taking back a recommendation? No, 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 no. <laughs> I think we might have said, "Hey, it's this is interesting. Let's see where it goes." I think we were like trepidatiously uh, uh, recommending it. Before that, when when the trailer first dropped, you and I kind of ripped on She-Hulk, and we said. This looks like garbage. And in fairness, the trailer did look like garbage. Yes. We, I don't think we were wrong based on the trailer. But after the show came out, we absolutely want to be fair and and and, and go back into a mea culpa if, if we are wrong on something. And I fully, fully, fully uh, go back on saying that this show was going to be garbage. The show was great. I absolutely loved the show. It knew what it was. Uh, it it leaned into being a sitcom set in the world of superheroes and it honored what it set out to do, which was to be that. And listening to Jason Manzoukas and Paul Shear talk on a recent episode of How Did This Get Made, they were talking about how this actually borrowed from, there was a specific uh, writer for an arc of She-Hulk in the actual comics and it lifted directly, uh, influences directly from that storyline, from that writer, and a lot of the people who were online bitching about, oh, they did this or they did that, the writer was just shutting them down going, hey, morons, do you realize that that's canon? I wrote it. It went into the comics. Marvel signed off. So everything you're pissed that the show's doing is irrelevant. Your your argument is irrelevant because I, the author of the story arc, made that happen. So the fact that they had so much fun with it, the last episode is off the rails bonkers and it it might not be for everyone i was i was all in for it i thought it was hysterical i thought it did it tackled some wonderful themes it was very self-referential uh and all i have to say is this i want nothing more than deadpool and she-hulk to appear in a vehicle together and both break the fourth wall and then both address the fact that they're breaking the fourth wall i want to see that happen for so sure. i Strongly recommend She-Hulk, and uh, I was very wrong on the trailer, and I want to openly admit that. Agreed. Uh, I, I'm also recommending She-Hulk this week. I think it was a really solid show, and I was surprised at how much I like it. And I also want to start off by saying, um, gang, you don't have to like everything that's that's made. You don't have to. And just to the butthurt boys who are mad that we said we like the Rings of Power and they're like, the show's garbage. It's like, listen, you don't have to like it. You don't have to like She-Hulk. I would argue She-Hulk maybe wasn't made for you and I. I don't think we were the target audience for that. And that's right. okay. That's okay. Um, I really enjoyed its... It, it understood what it was and it played into it. And I, I it was true to itself. And I respected it. I enjoyed a lot of the commentary about just what it's like to be a woman. What's it like to be a woman in the in the workplace? What it's like to date nowadays? And I love the fact that it took place in the Marvel Universe. And it was fun. Uh, they're short, fun little episodes. And I thought it was great. It was such a palate cleanser. It was so different from anything we've seen in the Marvel Universe this far. And... Um, Tatiana Maslany was great. Everyone was great. Like it was. If nothing else, I am because I I know she's been in. I've never seen Orphan Black. I think I've I heard of it like on the peripheral of of my awareness of of shows that are out there. 
I, I really had no idea who she was. I come to find out she was in an episode of Parks and Rec, and I was like, oh, that's that's right. That was her to a much younger age, and I was like, that's getting started in her career. If nothing else, I'm happy that I was introduced to her as an actor because she was fantastic. Yeah. I loved her delivery, her take on the character. She's 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 just charismatic on screen. I'm so happy I know of her now and that I get to follow this career because yeah. introduce me to an actor that I otherwise might not have been aware of. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so yes, I think if you're going into it, expectations should be clear that this is not your typical Marvel show right. in the sense that you're not going to see a lot of battles. You're not going to see a lot right. of fights. Uh, it's truly like Justin said, it's, it's mostly a sitcom. There's occasional quick action sequences, but that's not what the show is. The show no. is following a woman who gets powers and how she deals with that. Like, so it's, and I again, think it's great. Also references all the, the, a lot of the stuff that the butthurt boys were bitching about. Mm-hmm is addressed in the show. So yeah. it, it's very self-aware and very, uh, it's aware of popular culture at this yes. current moment. So I think yes. it, it does a wonderful job addressing all of that. Yeah. So definitely recommend to check it out on Disney plus. I think it's, it's a fun show. Definitely do it. I'm with you, Justin. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Um, all right, gang, that's the show for this week. Uh, be sure to follow us on all social medias at MindGap Podcast. Please check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Podcast. Please hit the like button on this video. Please hit the subscribe button if you'd like to, you know, uh, see all the stuff as it comes out. Um, you know, if, if you'd be so kind, comment. Comment below. Tell us what's your favorite part about this episode. Tell us what you think. Do you, do you like, you know, She-Hulk? What do you think about AI arts and people taking that stuff? What do you think about digital espionage? What do you think about my AI voice? You think it's cool? You think it's, you think it's banger? Do you hope that Adam's okay? Let us know. Like, hit us up in the comments. Uh, you know, even just your favorite emoji. That sort of engagement really matters, and we really appreciate that. Um, and, uh, you know, please, you know, share us around. Let people know. Uh, that means the world to us. And, uh, you know, as always, check out our Discord, uh, check out our merch, uh, check out our Patreon, all in the link in the description below. And be sure to check out Justin as well. On Instagram and Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, Podbean, all the places where you can find and consume quality podcasts. You'll find us. Like, ship, scare, like. Subscribe, share, rate, review, all those things. You can scrub share too. Welcome to the Subscare Podcast. It's Spooktober. Spooky. Um, yeah, you can do all those things. Uh, sharing is a big one. Just let people know we're out there. And then twoeastate.com uh, and then twoeastate on all social media. And also, don't forget, love and improv, uh, love and improv film.com, love and improv on Twitter, love and improv film on Instagram. And as of this recording, you got one day left to help boost us and get us over that benchmark. And if we hit the $15,000 in our crowdfunding, so in one day, if we can raise $4,500, I will do the one chip challenge at the beginning of an episode. And I'll do the whole episode after having done the one chip challenge. So there it is. Uh, you can go to loveandimprovfilm.com, click on the Seed and Spark link, and uh, good luck. Good luck, indeed. With that being said, I want to say, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Chat, thank you. Listeners, thank you. And you have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.